welcome to What Comes Next, the ACS podcast. I'm very excited today that we have Brianna Gray with us. Thanks um, for having me. You're very welcome. Brianna leads our professional learning and growth at ACS International Schools, specialising in technology and special education. Her work on innovating in a crisis has been pivotal to ACS since March 2020, and we're delighted to have her here with us today. Thank you. So, Brianna, thank you again for joining us. I've heard you referring to yourself before as a real lifelong learner. What inspired your career in education and especially the role that you do now? I, I have lived my life in education, truly. Um, I started school as a Montessori student at two years old, and I stayed in formal education myself until my late 20s through my master's in special education. And all of my closest circle of friends, uh, it turns out, and uh, are in education. My mom and my sister are both teachers. So it is uh, definitely just a part of, of my world every day, whether I'm at work or not. Um, and it's It's been very interesting progressing myself as a student into teaching. I taught for 10 years in a variety of subject areas that you were mentioning. And that really naturally led to if we are lifelong learners, how can we ensure that adults are able to learn as effectively as younger younger learners, right? We're all students in some capacity. So that led to my current role, we're looking after professional learning and growth. Uh, and that's just, it's the same, but it's just with an older crowd. So tell me a little bit more about what your role entails on a kind of day by day academic year basis. Every day is different. Uh, I work with the teachers and the educators across all four of the ACS campuses. So we get to do uh, whatever professional learning needs arise. This past year has been just a massive year of learning and adapting and flexing. Uh, so we, we work together in formal workshops, in informal, there's uh, reading groups, depending on the, the latest best practice, either research or this, this summer we're diving into some fiction novels um, to further our own uh, professional knowledge and, and then think through how that can affect student learning experiences uh, and really improve our student outcomes. So one of the topics that you've talked about before is innovation. And when people think about innovation, and we were just saying this ourselves before this podcast started, people tend to think of you know, the really big things, you know, the 3D printers, the technology, the kind of cool stuff that's out there in the world. But there is so much more to innovation than, than that. Yeah. How does, it, how does that link in with your role? I, I don't want to. I don't want to discount the 3D printers and the robots and some some cool um, big big headline items for uh, innovation. But we, I think that there has never been a clear example of the need to continuously innovate than responding to learning in the middle of a global pandemic, um, or or even beyond learning. Think of the ways that our healthcare systems have innovated, or the airline industry. Um, there's just so many different places where we can see uh, small innovations happening down to the classroom level. Mm -hmm. For example, at our Doha campus, when the students returned to school, they wanted to 
socialize. They, we needed to have that, that interaction between the kids, but they also needed to ensure that the kids were staying safe mm-hmm. and, and were able to socially distance. So there was this fantastic moment of innovation where they thought, we have hula hoops. We can do a flash mob with our early childhood students by placing the hula hoops on the ground and having each child do his or her dance moves from within that hula hoop. The kids loved it. They stayed safe and they still got to interact uh, and, and learn and grow and play. And that's just one small example it's, of it's just so tiny. many. Yeah, there's there there are. I can't even uh, express my admiration for the amount of innovation that has happened in our classrooms. Just the way teachers have responded to the needs of, of working with students, no matter where they are. They've come up with ways to provide in the moment feedback on work. You know, when they can't walk around the classrooms and look down at, at students who are making a project, you have to stay in your safe space. So how can you innovate and still provide that that personalized feedback? And they, they've just responded in so many different ways, either by reaching out through technology or just designing new systems and ways of working and helping the students to adapt. Um, it's I, We could go through this entire podcast in just a list of the different tiny significant changes that mm-hmm. were true, truly innovative moments every day lately. Mm. I think one of the really interesting things that I've seen um, from my perspective across certainly all three of the UK schools is the use of iPads and how that has really amplified the teacher's ability to connect with the students. As you said, in that kind of live capacity, you know, in early childhood, there were, you know, live interactive whiteboards where the, the teachers can see what the students are drawing on their iPads Absolutely. all at once. And it's it's not something that necessarily would have been done before, but it was necessary because of the need to distance and but also keep the lessons interesting for the students and keep them engaged Absolutely. And we know that learning happens more deeply, the better students are able to engage with the learning that they're doing. So that's exactly what we saw happening. It's funny that you mentioned iPads because I, it was my first year teaching at ACS 10 years ago when we brought iPads in and to see how far that has flourished, how far, how far we've grown um, in our use and in the students they're in the students' innovative skills, really. The um, We have two Apple distinguished schools amongst us. A number of educators have gone through Apple's education program and the kids have responded so positively to the different options that are available to them and the videos that they've produced uh, all the way up through the... Um, I think the high schools are, are more creative in using the Google suite Mm-hmm. in a lot of places and finding ways to leave each other voice notes instead of sitting next to each other in a classroom mm-hmm. when we've had to work from home for example um it's they're they're little tweaks and we don't always get to pause and reflect on on their significance but every time you need a new way to work it's an example of innovation. And and I think that our schools are 
in a better place than we were even before the pandemic because they're now able to combine these new innovations with our classic best practice ways of working. And I think that it's just going to continue to flourish as we move forward. I mean, speaking to some of the teachers myself, they've definitely got plans to continue some of the actions and ways of working that they have learned since March 2020 and continue it into the next academic year. And it's a part of their planning for moving forwards to actually integrate some of what they've done, which is amazing to see because it was a real crisis time. It was, you know, sort of 24 hours notice, everyone's going home. How did ACS go about tackling this huge change? Because, I mean, you you talk about innovation and creativity and having to think, you know, almost completely rewrite how we educate the students. How did we approach that as a school? It was a massive team effort. It was all hands on deck and it was flat out for a while. I don't think that we should sugarcoat the amount of stress that the entire community really globally was under when we needed to respond um, for, for health and safety reasons to these new parameters. And it was intensive days of deep dives into new uh, new teaching strategies, new ways of presenting information to students, new ways of connecting our community when we were losing those moments, um, finding finding the ways to work collaboratively with colleagues when all of a sudden we were no longer in the same buildings. Everyone was coming together online. And if you think if, if you think about how far we've come and, and how how well these skills will serve our students in their working lives mm-hmm. in the future. Um, but if you think all the way back to March 2020, where we first joined in full school uh, teaching workshops on Zoom, and it felt so odd to suddenly not be next door to your colleagues and instead to be staring at a, a video screen. And we couldn't read the room. It just felt very stilted. Everyone was unsure. And within a year, when we had to go back online in the UK, and then actually two months after that, Doha had to go online again. Mm -hmm. The the second go around was so much better because we knew what worked. And all of a sudden, you could read a video room. You could sense whether learning was happening or there was confusion or disengagement, and you could respond to that in ways that we hadn't been able to just 10 months before. Mm -hmm. So there was a huge learning curve, a a huge amount of work um, and, and care that went into arranging new learning experiences, but I can, it certainly paid off. Aside from innovating to continue delivering those programs, because, I mean, as you say, that was a huge effort from just so many people to move the entire student body educating, you know, online, or every single lesson had to move online, you know, sports, arts, music, everything. It had to just, it was just a complete transformation of how we deliver education. And ensuring our students were still supported and still in in a time where the world felt very unclear Mm -hmm. and ensuring that we still had that community of care 
for our kids was a big part of that too. Absolutely. Yeah. And as well as the, you know, well-being, you know, we, we really pride ourselves at ACS to ready our students for this ever-changing world. And one of the real things that we talk about is, you know, preparing them or teaching them how to be the future innovators. Absolutely. Right? Because, you know, creative roles, innovative roles, that they are the future, that they will help the future economy thrive. They're such important roles to have in the world. How did we approach, you know, ensuring that not only the students were being educated, you know, getting their curriculums learned, but actually ensuring that that readiness was still incorporated into their learning? I don't think it was as much of a shift in terms of building those skills, because I think that they were all well integrated into our curricula before the pandemic hit. Mm -hmm. So a few years ago, the Harvard Business Review did a study on the discovery skills of of innovators. It was thousands and thousands of people were interviewed um, who were successful innovators or uh, CEOs of of innovative companies. And they, they identified five key skills, which are connecting, questioning, observing, experimenting, and networking. If those are the five discovery skills of innovators, you can draw direct links to the work that our students were already doing in their classrooms with the IB learner profiles or the approaches to learning from the IB or our common core standards. There there are so many programmatic links that were already working to develop those skills in our students and with our faculty and our staff exemplifying those those skills already, it made probably a, an easier shift into drawing on some of those skills more heavily when we needed people to be resilient and flexible and adaptable in the middle of a global crisis. And the great thing is, is that now the students are back at school and they're back in their learning environments. Yeah, we, we designed the schools to be these spaces to help the students really evolve on those skill sets you know it's all down to you know the learnings the learning spaces you know the classrooms even the technology that we have in place across the schools it's all about enabling absolutely that learning to happen it's those conditions uh, in space and time not only can students work individually and independently uh, in, in the areas that they want to in our campuses uh, but they also have so many opportunities for them to find uh, those communities that they really can connect to. And I think all of those skills will serve them well in the future. We're, we're preparing these students for jobs that don't exist. I know we've said that for years, but it continues to be true. Mm. We need to really be ensuring that, that they have the skills to be successful no matter where life takes them and to be able to contribute and give back to the world that they live in. Um, and I, I think that thinking in terms of, of innovation is going to serve them very well and, and therefore our globe, <laughs> our community, um, when they are the, the leaders of the nations, the companies, the, the healthcare systems uh, mm-hmm. who will be facing their own, their own challenges, uh, whatever that looks like for them in the future whatever it may be absolutely the ever-changing world as we, we talk yeah. about a lot here at ACS I think the we, we we kind of dismissed the big tech at the beginning a little bit <laughs> didn't we but if we really look at what 
facilities that the school offer. I mean, we talked about the learning spaces and how they can work differently, but I mean, we, we have some pretty fantastic facilities at the school as well, you know, with the 3D printing machines, the film, the TV equipment. We really do provide a huge amount to the students so that they can explore and they can create and they can yes try new things exactly and you mentioned you know the arts spaces and the the even the tech involved in media um and and musical recording they've been doing some super cool music videos and sound mixing um you get to see all of these different areas. Uh, I mean, the, the stuff that's come out of the 3D printers that our students have designed is incredible. Um, so it, it is offering those spaces, whether it's um, just flexible work, uh, working stations and the materials to, to create, or it's the actual deeply technical technology uh, and the, the coding skills that sit behind that, for example, that's something that, that we're fostering in all of our students from very early ages now. Mm. I saw at ACS Hillingdon, I stumbled into a grade three coding robotics class. Yeah. And it absolutely blew my mind. But the, the apps that they had on their iPads were just so geared around their age group to be able to learn to program this little robot to navigate some masking tape that they'd drawn out on the floor. But as a part of that, they were learning maths and they were learning coding and they were working as a team collaboratively. Exactly. And But also they were thinking creatively. They were having to innovate and think on their feet because, you know, that masking tape for a couple of the students, they made it just way, way, way too complicated. Like (laughs) zigzags across the room, which was very difficult. Some of them did curves and they had to rethink, well, actually I need to approach this differently. And you could see even in grade three students, how they were, as you said, with the curriculum that we have set and using those innovation techniques, you could see that really coming to life. Yeah with the way that the students were thinking and working. But to them, they were just playing with robots. Absolutely. And, <laughs> and that, those skills that they're learning in that play are going to be built upon year after year until the point where they don't even understand or they don't even recognize the complexity of the coding that they're engaging in you know, by the time they're in year 10, for example. Mm. Um, it's just fun and part of what they do and what they know. Uh, it's very, it, it's very inspiring to see the way our teachers have been able to integrate the curricula across multiple subject areas. We recognize that learning does not happen in isolation. If you are learning bridge structures, for example, and looking at the architectural design, that can encompass science and math and art and English or, or um, reading and, and writing skills and, and communicating and selling your structure that you've designed. There's just so many different pieces. Researching the historical aspects of it or even looking at the geology of where you're, where other people have designed a bridge or where you might. There's just so many examples of ways that our, our students are engaging in this bigger picture mm-hmm. thinking but in a very manageable way. Mm. Um, 
Yeah, I find it. I find it amazing. It is. It's I, some of the lessons that I've been along to to visit. I have been so incredibly mm. impressed. And when you you can connect all of those dots and see that bigger picture, as you say, it's quite something to see. But in terms of what comes next for ACS schools from from your perspective, I mean, I know that we. We've talked about innovating in the face of a crisis and you don't know when the next crisis is going to happen. But sure. what, what do you see as the future in terms of, you know, building on that innovation at ACS International Schools? I think we, I think that it's very important that ACS is future focused. There isn't a lot of talk about when we can get back to normal. You know, you sometimes hear that in other areas or other industries. Or when is the pandemic going to end so we can get back to what we were doing before? Mm-hmm. But instead, everyone has embraced the things that they've learned, including the things that they know they miss, that they want to bring into the future or, or return to plus. I think that we've moved so quickly in through the innovation this past year that there are so many new things that I think you mentioned earlier our teachers and our students and our, our families have found success with mm-hmm. that we want to hang on to and continue to build from there so it's now it's now taking a pause <laughs> taking a <laughs> breath um, and and keeping the best pieces of the past year and now building forwards with with those um with the new ways of working together with the ability to connect with members of our community across the globe um i think that the the opportunities to observe um professionals and and global experts have just never been broader Mm -hmm. for us. And and our students have responded so well and so positively to the new opportunities to connect beyond our doors that that's one of the things that people will continue to hang on to. Um, So now it's innovating, not in the face of a crisis, but learning and reflecting on the, the hard parts and then figuring out which which of those are going to best serve our students moving forward. I'm really looking forward to see to seeing what gets designed and developed next. I think that we've really um, hit the fast forward button mm-hmm. in so many ways, uh, and we are we're really primed for for some exciting next stuff unfold. Well, that's all very, very exciting, and I, I can't wait to see how it all unfolds for the future. Yeah, let's let's talk again in a, in a year. Let's do it. <laughs> thank you so much for your time today, Brianna. It's been lovely to have you. Yeah, thank on you. The it's been great. If you are at all interested in finding out more about ACS Schools, please visit our website on acs-schools.com.